Hebrews 10. And be reminded by the Word of God as to why we're here this morning and what we should be doing. And what a blessed privilege it is. And what a high and holy God that we can boldly approach because of the work of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 10, many of you read verses 1 through 14. I want to take up at verse 19. Based on what you read in verses 1 through 14. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as ye see the day approaching. And amen. Having therefore, as a result of Jesus Christ coming and doing the will of God with a body that God had prepared for Him, we have access into the presence of Almighty God. And here it's called the holiest in verse 19. And we can enter that holiest with boldness. When I read about the angels ascribing triple holiness to God in Isaiah 6, in Revelation 5, and other places, they have multiple sets of wings two of which cover their faces because they cannot look upon the holiness of God, but we can come boldly into His presence because we have been made holy by the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ because that's what you read in verses 10 through 14. By one offering He hath perfected forever them that are sanctified, which means to be made holy. That verse is so precious. Having therefore, because of what Christ did, it's settled matter, Boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. It is not Jesus wrestling with the devil in Hades. It's by the blood of Jesus shed on the cross of Calvary. And there'll be more to say about that. We are so blessed with so much truth. And we have been blessed so abundantly to throw away the creeds of so-called Christendom that have nothing to do with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. This new and living way in verse 20 is the body that God prepared for the Lord Jesus Christ because he defines it at the end of that 20th verse, his flesh. He's consecrated, he's made holy, a new way for us to go into the presence of God through his flesh. His flesh body that he laid down for us. A new way. A living way. Because he is constantly sitting there at the right hand of the Father as our intercessor. And as the next verse says, our high priest. Our high priest is continually and forever in the presence of God. The Old Testament high priest got to go into the presence of God once a year. And he had to take blood in there for himself, then for the people, in order for him to even have one opportunity in a calendar to be with the Most High God. Therefore, verse 22, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Let's have a true heart today without anything distracting us diverting us, disturbing us, 
from worshiping this great and holy God through His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Our hearts have been sprinkled from an evil conscience by hearing the gospel of Christ about the shed blood, about His shed blood. Our bodies have been washed in, in baptism where we confessed that to God. And based on that, let us hold fast that profession of faith and not be moved. The first brother I met this morning wanted to ask me about how many problem texts were there in the reading assignments of last night. And it is a decent number. But the Lord has saved us, so let's hold fast the profession of our faith that He has taught us. We don't care about theirs. We care about the one He's taught us. Let's hold it fast. That means not letting it go, not letting it move, but fastened in our grip, fastened in our minds and in our hearts without any wavering. For He is faithful. He doesn't waver. There isn't the shadow of turning with Him. Let there not be a shadow of turning with us. Let us have true hearts in full assurance of faith. And consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. We want to help each other this day in the worship of God. God has chosen to be worshipped congregationally. It's a congregational ordinance that we're here to hear the preaching of God's Word, to sing together as a congregation. And we want to do it helping one another so that our worship comes up into the presence of God. He isn't looking for fancy stained glass. He's not looking for tall spires or steeples on a building. He is looking for a congregation that will hold fast their profession of faith about the Lord Jesus Christ who purchased by His blood free access, a new and living way into His presence. And let's worship Him this day with all that we have. And let's remember that we don't want to ever forsake the assembly of ourselves together, as some do, as many do, because they don't understand or care about the congregational worship. Let's remember how important it is and to exhort one another while we're here. And while the day that's approaching in verse 25 is the day of the destruction of Jerusalem, because this was written to the Hebrews and it applied first and foremost to them, we have a day that is approaching. And it's the day that Peter's going to get to more of in his second epistle, and that's the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ when He'll burn this earth up, similar to how it was destroyed by water in the days of Noah. We're dealing with very serious issues. The Lord's long-suffering does not wait forever. He warned that generation of 120 years. And what He would do to them when the 120 years expired, and when it expired, He suffocated the earth with water. And He is going to burn it up with fire. And the Apostle Peter told us twice in the third chapter of the second epistle to account. He wants us to do some counting and accounting. In verses 9 and 15, that the long-suffering of God is our salvation. Because He holds off His judgment, it gives us an opportunity to repent. And let us repent and turn to Him with these true hearts in full assurance of faith this day. Let us pray. Almighty God and our Holy Father, we are thankful for what we are able to read in these verses of the Lord Jesus Christ coming to do Your perfect will. And that will was to lay down His life to give us a new and living way into Your presence by His flesh. His fleshly human nature that He laid down on the cross of Calvary. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for that. We bless and we praise Thee. And we thank Thee for His willingness to come and do it for us. 
We thank Thee that we have a high priest over the house of God and that He sits at Your right hand. There is no priest on earth to whom we need to go, nor to whom we need to give any care. For You have made all of us kings and priests in our own right through our great high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us this day. We want to remember what He did for us. The just for the unjust. We want to remember His suffering so that we might be comforted in any that we face. Though, Lord, we shall confess that because of Your goodness and kindness toward us, we face no suffering like our fathers in the faith to whom Peter addressed this epistle. But, O Lord, we do want to look to Christ and let nothing disturb us in this life. But let us hold fast our profession of faith. You never vary. There is no shadow of turning with You. Blessed Father, help us to this end. We are thankful that we are able to read of the judgment that the world is willingly ignorant of. That You drowned this planet in the days of Noah. And that You are coming again with fire. And because everything shall be burned up and melt with fervent heat, we should not put our emphasis, nor our hope, nor our sights, nor our affection, nor our attention on the things of this life in comparison of the things above. We thank Thee that we have come to Mount Zion and the spirits of just men made perfect and to the blood of sprinkling which speaketh better things than that of Abel, even to the Lord Jesus Christ, the High King of Heaven the blessed and only potentate. We're thankful for Him. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for the ordinance of baptism by which we were able to become fools for Jesus' sake and give an answer of a good conscience toward Thee for what He did for us by Your sovereign and eternal decrees. O Lord, have mercy upon Your saints and servants in every place and bless them. Have mercy upon our nation for which we are thankful and preserve it from evil, domestic and foreign, and bless it to rise up and execute judgment and righteousness as you teach in your books of political science, even in the Bible. Father, we are thankful for what we have been given here in this nation, the freedom to worship this day. And we pray that we will not neglect this privilege, but use it. O Lord, strengthen us in our inner man by the power of the Holy Ghost and lift us up toward heaven causing the things of this earth to fall away on every side, that we will set our affection on things above and delight in the words of Scripture that are before us, that we can understand. We thank Thee for saving us from the heresies of men. We thank Thee for not having a creed to bind us today where we must force the Word of God to match the creed. Oh Lord, we just want to rightly divide the Word of truth as You've given it to us and help us do that. For those that are traveling, for those that are away, for those that have to work, for those that are sick, we pray for your mercy upon our brothers and sisters that are away. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for the abundance of all things that you have showered us with all the days of our lives. Forgive us where we have not been as thankful as we should have been. Forgive us when we have ever complained or murmured about anything. We should be giving thanks in everything, for this is your will for us in Christ Jesus. We do bless and praise thee this day for him and for all that you have done for us, all that shall yet be done. So certain is it that the past tense verbs 
can be used in places like Romans 8, and we bless Thee for that. O Lord, we are thankful that You never vary in Your purpose to save Your people. We're thankful that nothing can separate us from Your love, that we are forever inscribed in the book of life and on the palms of Your hands. Be with us now. If You do not bless us, we shall not be blessed. But if You bless us, There is no man nor spirit in heaven or in earth or hell that can resist. Have mercy upon us in Jesus' name. We pray in the glorious name of Jesus, the name which is above every name. In Jesus' name, amen.